Hey everybody, this is Rachel back again from Soulful of Sunshine podcast. And today I really felt compelled to kind of switch it up. I know I've only got like I think two chakras left plus one more that I want to do on those episodes. But recently I was on TikTok and uh, this this video or whatever, whatever you want to call it, a reel, I don't even honestly know what they're called. But I stumbled across the gray rock method. For those of you that are like, what the fuck is the gray rock method? It's basically like my life summed up to a T kind of sort of with the way that I tick the way that I do. And I have a really big, good feeling that a lot of you can relate in one way or another um, for how like I personally have experienced it, still experience it, the effects of it, and so on. So I mean like the Google definition of the gray rock method is to quote quote gray rock a person involves making all interactions with them as uninteresting and unrewarding as possible. So in general, like giving a person a well, when I say a person, you know, a narcissist, manipulative, um, gaslighting, that type of person. It's when you give them a short, straightforward answer to questions and then hiding any and all emotional reactions to the things that the person says or does. So it's like, I mean, the, the gray rock method, basically imagine like an image in your mind that you are a gray, unmovable, unaffectable, like rock, basically. Just solid, but, you know, silent, basically. So, um, like, the whole purpose of the gray rock method is to basically, it's a technique where, like, you don't give a person what they want. Like, they... They, okay, like narcissists tend to like give up when they don't get the response that they want. So when you don't respond emotionally to attempts to be manipulated by the person who is controlling narcissistic, whatever, but when you instead act dull and boring, it like deters them. It makes them bored and it just like, you know, they become uninterested in it. But, you know, on the flip side, not acting that way and like feeding in or being vulnerable or letting this, you know, whatever the situation may be, letting them get to you and see that side of you is just like fuels their fire. It just makes them even more powerful and it just drains the life out of you because like narcissists feed off of that shit. They like, they get off on it almost. And it's like, it's fucked up. Like it's really fucked up. And being an empath, it makes, you know, a huge, gives you a huge target on your head, basically, to just attract narcissists or people with ulterior motives or people that are broken or damaged or, you know, I could go on for days. So I feel like, well, I don't know. I'll just keep reading my notes here. So basically the gray rock method, excuse me, It can work or be beneficial or useful in cases of 
extreme jealousy or possessiveness or when someone's trying to control you with and where you're going or the people that you are interacting with or, you know, who's gaslighting you to name, you know, a couple examples. But it can also work when people try to simply like ignite drama or or get any kind of rise out of you realistically. So it can be useful like yeah, for not just not just a shitty relationship, but a shitty coworker or family member or, you know, person that you thought was a friend or just the asshole on the street even. Honestly, I mean, they all want the same thing. They want uh, any reaction. It doesn't have to be good or bad. You know, to them, negative attention is still good attention. So when you retract that and you don't give them that, then like you take your power back, basically. Um, if you find yourself in the company of one of these assholes or abusive person, you... You basically have to like disengage, disengage, disengage. The most emotionally abusive people are once again, they're looking for attention and negative attention is better than no attention. So don't give them any, any at all. Like along with keeping your responses like short and unemotional, you can use, you know, nonverbal cues like avoiding eye contact with them or showing closed off body language to signal that you're not interested in interacting can make a huge difference and it could like repel them basically. It's it's also really important to know that consciously using this gray rock method like technically in a way like you are participating in a game of manipulation but like you have to realize that like acting like a gray rock is a form of disconnecting from who you essentially are and it can cost you ultimately in the long run. And I, at the end of this podcast, I will kind of go into further detail about like my personal experience and like what I've, what I've like been through, what I've felt, what I've like experienced emotionally, mentally, psychologically, uh, physically, like it, the effects of a narcissist go so fucking deep in the veins in your body and just, I mean, they affect you to your, the core of your being. And if you don't like decide to take your power back or to stick up for yourself or to like disconnect yourself from whatever person it is in your life, you will you'll ultimately die. I mean, eventually, whether your soul is just like cripples up and gives up or whether your physical health starts to like significantly deteriorate or, you know, your mental health, anything like you, you've got to take your power back and hold on to it so freaking tightly. Like your life depends on it and give yourself the attention that you used to give to the narcissist in your life it's really fucking hard. And honestly, it can be dangerous. Like, you know, that little short window they talk about, I can't remember. It's, it has a specific name, but it's like the time after you leave a narcissist is like the most dangerous time because not only are, you know, you out of sorts or whatever, they are like, they're fiending. They, they like, they have to have that fucking 
feeling of like getting off on like hurting you or having access to you or be able to take advantage of you. So when you take that away, it like makes them fucking crazy. From personal experience, I have, I've dealt with that more times than I would like to admit, to be honest with you. Cause I have always chosen the, or I think they've chosen me, I guess, kind of, cause I'm just like, well, I want to help everybody. I want to just make everybody happy and see the fucking butterflies and unicorns and see how great life can be. And like, it took me a really fucking long time to realize like not everybody has pure intentions like I do. And I'm not saying I'm like a perfect angel by any means, but I'm just saying that like people like this, they know, like they have like a radar for empaths and sensitive people and easily you know, manipulative, easily, just like naive, I guess, even they, they want that. They will search for that until they find it. And then when they do, they'll crush you and spend however much time they need to, to just fuck your whole world up basically. But so continuing on here. Um, I mean, the truth of the matter is that like you have to pretend or act as this gray rock. Yeah, it's unhealthy for yourself. It's because like your attention will still be on like how to behave and how to act around this narcissist. So yeah, it will be a relief temporarily. And yes, it can be very useful or unnecessary even in order to create some kind of emotional distance at first. But acting like a gray rock, like it only works for a certain amount of time. And it's really important to focus on yourself to to feel that emotional distance from the narcissist like from deep within yourself so it's more about finding the strength to heal what is inside of you and what causes you to get triggered and when you heal those things on the inside like their power over you it just disappears over time and you will feel the control returning back to you and the power returning back to you and the confidence and like the purity and the strength and the like, like, what's the word I want to say? Like, I don't even, I can't freaking think. Um, it's just, it's powerful. That's like the only way I can describe it. So if you don't want to become triggered. You don't have to pretend or act as a gray rock anymore. Like when that day comes, because you will automatically behave in a non-emotional way towards that narcissist. So like doing that, you will recognize that the narcissist, like their tactics or their behavior, you will, you'll recognize it for what it is. And it'll look really sad and empty rather than fucking terrifying. Like And I know personally, it took me a really long time to also like gain that perspective because I mean, when you're stuck in that freaking life and you are like so fucking brainwashed and so beat down and tattered and bruised and bloody and just like aside yourself, like you're, you're a shell of the person that you're meant to be. And like, it gets really easy to like pity yourself almost and just like start to believe the things that those narcissists will say to you it's really hard and like you have to you have to freaking just yank back that little bit of power left and you have to light that within you and run with it like run as fast as you can because like the more that you 
take the time to, you know, look inward, heal what needs to be healed. It just like, it's crazy how quickly things kind of shift in your brain and you like come to the realization that, you know, this person is a sad, lonely, broken child of a, of an adult body, like, and nothing more. There is nothing more than that. And I mean, it's fucked up, but I mean, I'll get into them more later, but I also wanted to discuss, um, another kind of method that I stumbled upon that I feel like I personally, um, I both experienced and I have also both acted upon or, uh, you know, tried this method, not even realizing that there was a method or such a thing or that any of this like had a name. Like when I stumbled across this show on TikTok, like my mind was fucking blown. Like it was like my whole life just like clicked. I'm like, oh my God, is that me? Like this, there's a name for it. Like it's not just PTSD or like, you know, the aftermath of dating a fucking asshole, like crazy, crazy shit. But the other method I wanted to talk about is called the stone wall method. So like the types of people that typically use stonewalling, like Google definition, once again, don't come at me, but men are consistently more likely to stonewall than women. They, uh, they'll withdraw emotionally from conflict, um, like really any conflict discussions while women remain emotionally engaged, even if they appear to be withdrawn. So stonewalling is it's actually a uh, learned defense mechanism that might stem from an unpleasant emotional or physical reaction that someone has experienced in childhood or the past or ever. Um, or the partner may simply not be able to express how they feel. So instead, they shut down, like not even realizing that that's what they're doing. Um, so like an antidote to stonewalling would be to learn to to calm yourself and like re-engage in the conversation after calming yourself. So like check for feelings of being emotionally overwhelmed or like emotional flooding. And so like in return, then the person that is being stonewalled, I mean, it can leave them feeling like really confused or hurt or just pissed off, angry, it can wear down on their self-esteem, leading them to feel worthless and hopeless. And then for the person that's doing the stonewalling, they also suffer as they are denying their self as, you know, any kind of, or they deny themselves like emotional intimacy with their partner. So it's like a lose-lose situation realistically. Like stonewalling is forcing procrastination onto another person. And then the procrastination is like psychologically a form of self-harm if you think about it. So like more specifically, like this means that like not only is the stonewalling uh, party like engaging in self-harm, but they're also forcing self-harming behaviors onto the other person while also being actively emotionally neglectful at the same time. That's pretty deep, I know. Like, you may have to like pause this and rewind and listen to that again. <laughs> it's just like flat out emotional abuse. I'm guilty of it myself to this day, just not that long ago. Once again, I'll tell you, talk about it more at the end of this podcast. But um, 
it's usually coming from someone who is a victim that is simply trying to or attempting to like protect themselves while being ignorant of their connection to the other. So like that's because if they had to learn to cut off their emotional attachment from a relationship that was like critically important for them for their own health or you know like if you have kids together or if you have a life together or if you just have you know whatever this the situation or the case may be but like stonewalling is it's another form of gaslighting that's often like once again and a, a defense mechanism learned by people who are genuinely genuinely i can't talk today victims like in order to protect themselves where they're being manipulated or abused and like the unintentionally or the god jesus christ rachel the unintentional effects of that like they become it becomes a way of like self-soothing almost like when you're faced with a stressful situation or a conflict while having the effect of gaslighting the other party involved, like it ultimately ends up generating like withdraw dynamics almost in relationships because that type of like communicative isolation is like a universal torture technique for forcing compliance out of the recipient for not achieving mutual understanding. That's pretty fucked up. Like, and I'm guarantee you, like, whether you can relate to this specifically or not. I'm pretty sure that almost every single fucking person can at least somewhat relate to this. Like, you know, you cannot tell me, I don't care who you are, you cannot tell me that you've never been in a situation where like someone comes at you, rubs you the wrong way, or comes at you some type of like, you know, whether it's like aggressive, like verbally or, you know, however so. And when you immediately like, make that conscious or subconscious like decision like oh yeah you don't like that person like nope 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 like that is like a prime example right there so simply um it's just it's all a lot to take in so I mean that was about the stonewalling I'm gonna get in a little bit more about the gray rock method again but basically like the reason that I felt really, really compelled to make this episode is once again, because like I personally lived through this hell and I'm here to tell you like, well, yes, it is possible to heal and recover and just move forward from like the massive impacts that you experience, like due to being with a narcissist or a gaslighter or manipulator, but it's not that fucking easy. Like, in fact, it's probably one of the hardest battles I think I've literally ever had to face. And in order to like successfully and truly heal, unfortunately, that involves like facing that battle alone, completely alone. And no, I'm not saying like go isolate yourself and like fuck everybody else. No, by all means, like reach out to your trusted people, reach out to the people that you know have your best interest at heart and that love you and care for you and will listen to you and, you know, you the, the ones that you can vent with or cry to or laugh with, relax, do whatever makes you happy and you're still happy. But then, you know, when it comes time to like putting the work in to go to battle and like really digging deep to do the work, it's like, it has to come from the deepest, darkest part of you. 
that has been like so shoved fucking far deep down within you in that back corner that you ignore and like tell yourself it ain't there. It's you, you cannot live like that. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot like live a happy life by ignoring that. Like, and it's really scary and it's really difficult and it's, it's terrifying. It's fucking more terrifying than living with a narcissist, to be honest with you. Like getting the freaking confidence and the strength to remove yourself from that situation, relationship, whatever, and not even just removing yourself, but like detaching the access that they have to you is, it is terrifying, like horrifying, like, because it's your brain. I mean, your brain takes so much just trauma basically. And like you are you're used to being in a fight or flight situation, like on a regular basis, that's not good for your brain. Like that has long-term effects. I think, I mean, obviously, I mean, I personally, I feel like I still to this day, like certain, certain people or certain, you know, words that they say or certain environments, situations, conflicts, like it immediately flips that PTSD trigger in my brain and I immediately shut down, wall up, like just space out, not even space out, but I just like, I go into panic mode in my brain and I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, walls up, walls up, like don't let anything affect you, bother you, like sink into you. Don't let them see your emotions. Don't let them feel like they're, you know, one-upping you or whatever. Like it's a it takes a serious toll, serious toll on your physical health, mental health, emotional health, all the above. But so, um, 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 I feel like while the gray rock method and sometimes the stonewall method, like they can be effective and beneficial, like to help you leave a toxic situation, but it can also be like, well, disclaimer, like leaving toxic situations from a narcissist or a manipulative person or a gaslighter or a person that maybe has like substance abuse problems or mental health problems or has like a chemical imbalance or suffers from depression or bipolar. I mean, the list literally could go on for days, but it can be, it is, I mean, it's the most dangerous time is when you finally decide to leave. Like it's, it is dangerous and it can put you in a fragile position. And I guess it here and like, Oh, it's terrifying. Like, but you have to freaking do it. And I know it's like playing with fire, but, but you have to trust your gut. I mean, you have to believe yourself. You have to trust your intuition. You have to acknowledge your intuition. And I like promise you it will not let you down. It, it's going to get a little rocky. It's going to get a little bumpy. It may get a little stormy for a little while, but you have to stay focused on the beautiful sunshine that is to come and the freaking the other side, like, because in this particular, you know, circumstance, the grass is so much fucking greener on the other side. Dear God, like you're living under a dark cloud in a swamp infested fucking like hell, like, and only you have the power or the capability of changing that. And it, it's a bitch. Trust me. I know. So 
I mean, aside from throwing yourself into a lion's den, basically, um, like I be, okay. So I personally have been like thrown a whole new battle at that time, like not even knowing it, like when you're being forced to just, like I said earlier, like bottle your soul and your emotions into this shell. And like, you're only allowing a certain version of yourself to be seen or to be acknowledged or to be interacted with. And it's like a cold, quiet, emotionless version of yourself at that, like that can be a bitch to climb back out of like a big bitch. But it's, I mean, you, you, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, it's like, it has to be done. It has to be done. If you, if you want to live the life that deep down, you know, you're capable of living. If you had no, you know, ties holding you down or, you know, stipulations or whatever the case may be, like you just be fearless. You have to be fearless. That's like the, probably the most important thing. Like only you can know like wholeheartedly what is best for you. Only you know your limits, know your worth deep down. You may not see your worth right now because like I know personally I didn't. I mean, I was just like, I was convinced. I know I, I've talked about this like in a previous episode. Like, I mean, the person that I was with literally made me feel, like tricked me into believing that like my own parents didn't love me. Like that's fucked up shit because, you know, and like now looking back, like I would, you know, it's like laughable. I'm like, I would, I fucking would never believe that. Like that's just bonkers. Like I, I would never let another human being, or I thought I would never let another human being impact my life or my emotions the way that, that I was living basically. And so if I can experience that, uh, I'm pretty sure you can too. And that doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't mean that you're damaged goods. It doesn't mean that you're not good enough or you don't deserve to be happy. Like it's quite the contrary. Like, you know, we all have struggles. We all fight demons. We all face battles on the daily, on the daily. But if you... When you go to sleep at night, if you still feel there's like this like immense, overpowering, heavy, thick cloud over your head or feeling on your chest or weight on your shoulders, then I would say or suggest that like maybe, maybe it's time or maybe I'm not saying go freaking like, you know, burn your house down or like flip your life upside down or like go out, you know middle fingers in the air. I mean, by all means, if that's the route you want to take power to you, like (laughs) kudos to you, do what you gotta do. But the, the, how do I want to say this? Like the acknowledgement of like allowing yourself to like, like think about, like really, really think about like the possibilities or like the other side or like what like what's real and what is not real, like that's three-fourths of the battle right there, to be honest with you. Like when you snap yourself out of it and when you dig deep down in that dark hole, like deep within your soul, and when you put your hand out to that little beaten, bruised like version of yourself that's just so fucking deathly terrified of any kind of light or any kind of like anything, like when you reach your hand out and when you connect with that version of yourself, like 
boom, like it's over. Like this narcissist, this gaslighter, this piece of shit does not stand any chance, nor does anyone else for that matter. Because when you, when you take the time to dig deep enough to, to bring the darkness to the light, like it's, I don't even know how to freaking describe it. Like I literally don't have the words. It's a, it's probably the most beautiful, most scary, most just like boom in your face. Like, like it's like an orgasm of love basically. Like, I don't know. That sounds dumb as hell. I know, but it's magical. It is fucking magical. When you like put yourself first among any other thing, any other person, any other priority or responsibility, like you just relight and you reignite the fire in you. And like, once you have that fire relit, like girl by, like there's no, no stopping you. Like I cannot stress that enough. So enough of my freaking rambling, uh, getting back on track. Uh, basically the purpose of this whole entire episode, I mean, I watched that TikTok video I can't remember if it was before or after I, um, I was, um, uh, how do I want to say this? I blew, I was having a little confrontation with my boyfriend and we were, you know, having words and it like, I, it just like hit me. Like I had an epiphany mid argument that like, holy shit. Like I, like, am I the freaking gaslighter? Am I the one like projecting this like version of myself that like that I don't want to project like you know because immediately I'm a human being I'm normal like I'm not perfect by any means and like you know it's it's a constant freaking job it's a constant effort you have to continually make the effort to change those things about yourself to change those trauma responses to to cope with your PTSD because I mean, you could have a perfectly healthy, good, loving relationship and you could self-sabotage it not even knowing that you're doing that because that one comment is said or that one situation comes up and it like touches you, hits you a little differently and then boom, like right back flashback into that other version of yourself and you become this like cold, emotionless, just, I mean, I'm pretty sure he called me a cold bitch <laughs> was the words used. And then he wasn't wrong. He was not wrong at all. And it kind of like set me back and then put me like, like boom, perspective right there. Like I was being that person to him and I wasn't even trying to be because that's not like in my brain and my mind. I didn't feel that way at all. Like I, like a cold bitch is like the last thing that I am. Like I may not, once again, I may put up you know, the facade or like I may come off as like, you know, unapologetic, like, you know, my way or the highway, like, and just come off as like, like, I don't hear what you're saying because I don't care is the furthest thing from the truth. Like, you know, I'm an empath. Like I, I feel everything so deeply and I am so much more sensitive than I may put off. I mean, I know I like, obviously, I don't know. I feel like my boyfriend knows that I'm sensitive and he know. I mean, I hope that he knows. I feel like once again, it's a work in progress and I have to continuously like 
make the effort to to communicate my feelings and to speak up if something's bothering me and to listen in a way that he doesn't feel that I'm just like, you know, blank stare, like just like in one ear, not the other type of thing, because that's not, that's not how you should, you know, that's not what kind of partner that I would want to be or that I, you know, anything like that. Oh shit. Excuse me. Um, so Yes, like all of that can have a huge impact on any future relationships, myself included. It's like you just have to train your brain to just let the walls come down slowly but surely and learn how to not only love again but be loved, like really loved. Like you have to do it the right way. And if you're with a person that – like is sincere and is not a piece of shit. Like it, as long as they are aware that you have these flaws, you have to communicate them. Otherwise you're just setting yourself up for failure. Like, cause it is so fucking easy to just flashback, switch in survival mode. If anything, you know, comes up, whatever. And it's, it's just mind blowing. Like even like right now, as I'm thinking about this, like, just like I remember, I'll never probably forget it. Like the feeling that I had, like the chills down my spine is like, holy shit. Like, am I the fucking monster right now? Like me? What? Like, no, fucking never. What the fuck? Like that is not who I am. But, but I feel like honestly, like taking a step back and like acknowledging that, that I was portraying those freaking like flaws and I was like projecting myself that alone is like a big deal in saying sorry when you are sorry. And, you know, and if, if it's on their end, like, you know, sincerely trying to accept their apology is just like baby steps in the right, you know, direction. Everybody has, you know, their own trauma. Everybody has their own love languages. Everybody has their own journey and their path. And while, you know, maybe you're with a soulmate, maybe you're with a twin flame, maybe you're just with another human being that's just trying to fucking survive and like make life not so shitty with you, you know, like that is what matters. And that is what, like, those are the relationships that deserve the blood and the sweat and the tears and the, you know, the shitty days because like in the long run, even if it doesn't work out with this person, a relationship, like you will be a better person because of it and a better, like a better partner in a future relationship. And so will they, like, we're here to learn. We're here to experience things. We're here to fuck up. We're here to, to just experience it all. Like, I I mean, I, there's no other like main reason. I don't think like that, that we would decide to reincarnate and to come back to earth like again and again and again. Like life is not supposed to be easy. We're supposed to just struggle. I mean, here I sit here and say this. I'm like, my life has been so fucked up here lately and like bad luck after just one thing, after the next, after the next. And like, when I say like the struggle is real, like it is real on so many freaking levels. And just, I don't know. If you are 
either like not realizing that you are um, uh, like, you know, living as an example or like, you know, living by the gray rock method or if you are a stonewaller or if you are just that beaten, battered, bruised little version of yourself, like I'm here to tell you it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay if you want to be like if you want to be, you're the only person that can do it. And being scared is a good thing in the long run as well. You're not going to grow if you don't push yourself, if you don't put yourself in those like shitty situations that make you feel like just not very warm and fuzzy on the inside, you know, but yeah, sorry that this was like kind of like a wacky all over the place episode, but I'm freaking tired. It is way past my bedtime, but I really, really, really wanted to get this episode recorded because it needs to reach somebody. I don't know who, but like, if just know that you're not alone and just please, please, please know that it will get better. You just got to reach out, grab the hand of that little you know, scared version of yourself, do the work, cry the tears. I know I say this like in every freaking episode. Yeah. I I feel like a lot of us, probably most of us, you just need a good cry. Like you just need to get out those stuck emotions and the stagnant and the just, you just need to like get it off of your body, off of your chest, off of your fucking, your, you know, everything off your brain, off your mind, off your emotions. Like you just have to let it go. And like, you know, this new moon coming up. Um, well actually that's like the next episode. Hang on. I'm getting back. Like I'm getting ahead of myself here. So long story short, whether you are a receiver or a, um, or if you are the one like acting, on the gray rock method or what the other, whatever else I've talked about, it's okay. And it's okay to freaking show that you're vulnerable. It's okay to apologize. It's a good thing to apologize. Like, you know, maybe your other half, or maybe you're in a, maybe you are in a good relationship. Maybe you've just been like struggling with, you know, something that you, remain or that you want to remain private, you know, like I'm trying to think of an example, like, like if you feel like your mental health has been suffering, but you are afraid to communicate that or to bring it to the light. Like, I'm not saying like, like nestle it down and hide it by any means, but I'm just saying like, you have to heal yourself. You like hurt people, hurt people. And that is on the contrary as well. Like, you know, if you can get to a point where like the love radiates through you, it's contagious. So like when you love yourself and when you heal yourself, the person that any, any person that's in your life is going to feel that like they are going to just see that light in your eyes and that twinkle in you and like the pep in your step and like just feel sunshine when they're around you. And like, it's contagious and it's fucking powerful. And like, I've reached that point where, yeah, I may be really fucking going through it right now and I may really be struggling. And I, you know, I I could wake up in the morning and I could just immediately 
think about all the fucked up shit that's going on right now, or I could just immediately get down or overwhelmed or just like go into fucking mode. But I don't want to do that. Like I'm, cause I am, I mean, even though shit sucks right now, like I still wake up happy and I go to sleep happy because it's just, I don't know. I think it's like, I don't know. I've done the work and I, you know, have not only survived and like, you know, gotten away from like toxic relationships, but I have done some dumb shit as well, but like I recovered and I'm here and I'm here to like spread awareness and spread love and like, like spread awareness that like you can do this too. You do not have to suffer in silence. You do not have to live miserably waking up in the morning, just dreading putting your feet on the ground to start your day. Like if, if that is what your day-to-day looks like more often than not, then you're supposed to be listening to this right now. And I really, really, really hope that you take something from this because I mean, even, even nobody listens to this, even if I, you know, even if it doesn't have the impact that like, I hope that it does, that's still okay. Because I feel better knowing that like I got this shit off my chest and you know, hopefully I, hopefully I, um, delivered in a way that, you know, wasn't offensive, you know, to anyone, like including the relationships, like the, the other person that was the narcissist or the manipulator or the gaslighter, because like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I could go on for days and days and days and I could talk shit and I could just like blast whoever, but, but I don't see the purpose in that or the, like the reason for that. And hopefully you all reach that point as well, because like I defeated that beast and it's not even the narcissist of the beast. It's like the beast that I allowed to form and grow and get stronger within myself. And like the fact that I did beat it and I feel so strong and confident and like full of self fucking love because I done the work and I cried the tears and I released what no longer served me. And I've cut those ties as painful as it was to cut the cord. Like I did it and I healed what needed to be healed. And I set appropriate boundaries and I follow through with those boundaries and I stick to those boundaries. And if you cross those boundaries, you're snipped, cut, boom, immediately. I may stay in your life. I may continue to conversate with you to have some kind of relationship with you, but you don't have access to my energy like you once did. Like that's permanent. And it like, once you love yourself enough to do that, like, holy hell, like buckle up because like your life will like substantially very quickly improve. And then you will like, and you will like attract healthy relationships in your life and healthy people in your life and good energy and high vibrational people that like root you on the way that, that you need. And like, you can be that person for, you know, that other person as well. So like, I'm a firm believer in like matching the same energy that I get. So like, if you're going to come at me sideways, that's fine. I'm not even going to come at you sideways because I'm going to just, I'm going to let my mirror bubble go around me. So like whatever energy you're coming at with me or coming at me with is going to just bounce off me and come right back to yourself. So like that's on you, not me. I spread light, spread love, spread kindness, spread gentleness, spread empathy. Like 
every fucking which way that I go. And I do it unapologetically. And I do it gracefully. Well, I try to anyways. Don't get me wrong. I mean, <laughs> if you cut me off, like, in the, on the highway, I'm probably going to yell at you and cuss you out and, like, flip you off. I don't know, maybe. But, I mean, that's okay, though. I mean, we're, we're not all perfect. But, anyways. Um, okay, so, like, back to, you know how I could go one of two routes and like I could sit here and dog on my exes and I could talk shit about my baby daddies and blah, 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 blah. Like I, I still have a huge sensitive heart at the same time. And I have that empathy that just radiates through me and out of me, even for the people that don't deserve it. But guess what? Like, that's okay. That is okay. I still choose to have empathy for the people that have hurt me and that, you know, are partially or kind of wholefully, soulfully responsible, kind of sort of, for all the pain and the suffering and the damage and just like the brutal ass kicking that like my mental health endured because of this. Like, why might you ask? Like, why would I, you know, why would I think it's okay to just let, let it slide basically? It's because like, I personally refuse to intentionally cause pain or hurt to any human being, like those assholes and baby daddies and like jerk offs, those assholes are still someone's son or daughter, like at the end of the day. And you may or may not have like a good or bad relationship with those people. But like the way that you treat people and the way that you like, just the way that you like, how do I want to say this? Just the way that you go about shit and the way that you address things. Like, there's people in my life that aren't part of my life anymore, but I still have huge respect for and I care for deeply and I still have like a huge amount of love for. I always will, even though they may have raised an asshole or they may have, you know, done me wrong, whatever. That's okay. Like the bigger picture here is like, I know that I fucked a lot of shit up in my life and I made poor decision after poor decision after poor decision and then hopping in from one shitty relationship to the next to the next. And like, I regret shit to this day. I will always regret shit. We're fucking human beings. Like, but I know that like, that my love was pure. And I know deep down that like, you know, the exes and narcissists, whatever, I know that they knew it. They still know it too. And like rubbing salt in someone else's wounds, like, whether they are trying to better their lives or not, that's not my job. It's not my, that's not what I, that's not the mark that I want to leave on this world. So I really hope that y'all can take something from this and like, like join me and freaking stay kind, be humble, be empathetic. Most importantly, be aware to the impact that you have on other people energetically. Like, that is what matters. Everybody's on their own path. And like, I have no business or right to like, to demand confirmation or acknowledgement for anyone else's wrongdoings. Like what a sad, fucking miserable, lonely life that would be if that was the, the route that I decided to take. Like what said has been said, what's done has been done. Everything happens for a reason. I've taken the time to heal what has been hurt within me. And, you know, we may never ever know or understand the meaning of like why things happen to us the way that they do or like the people that hurt us. But I mean, showing kindness and vulnerability to those that have hurt you the worst 
that is where the true power lies. And having the strength to remain kind when you've been like fucking just beat down and hurt so badly, that is the definition of healing and loving yourself, in my opinion. So like, maybe you agree with me. Maybe you think I'm batshit crazy. Either way, I, I, I'm getting my sword out there. I'm spreading the words that come to me intuitively, the stories that I feel the need to express and get out. Um, I, I mean, my gut tells me that a lot of people are going to resonate with this more than, you know, the alternative and they may be willing to acknowledge it or admit it. They may not even realize it, honestly, but either way, that's okay. One step at a time acknowledging that like little tingle that you may feel down your spine or getting that little butterfly feeling in your stomach, like that sensation, or maybe experiencing like a sudden wave of emotions or getting teary eyed or like all that simply means that you are on the right path if you choose to stay on it. And every single person on this planet has the ability to love and deserves to be loved flaws and all every single person. I don't care who you are. So don't forget that. Seriously. So I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to apologize once again. Uh, this episode's like all over the place, but I am not editing it. I'm just going to roll with it, post it, and on to the next because the next episode, I can't, I'll have it like uh, recorded tomorrow, but I can't decide if I should do the sixth chakra episode, which is the third eye chakra, or I've also been working on like an episode, like to talk about the upcoming hybrid solar eclipse that's coming up later this week. And it's a big one. Like it's a really, really big one. And like, realistically, I mean, they're both like extremely important, like for their own, you know, whatever, because like realistically, the third eye chakra, like is really, they, they like relate to each other, basically, like they're very, they like coincide with each other more than I like, I guess I really even thought about it until literally right now. But so yeah, stay tuned, find out what I mean by that. Um, I will also include some of the intuitive messages that I have been downloading this week at the most random ass times, but like, like that, like urge and that like, like feeling of like urgency is just like getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So I may be late. I may cuss a lot. I may be a little all over the place, but I'm going to get the messages out come hell or high water. So I hope everybody sleeps well tonight or has a good day or, you know, just has a good day. I, that's what I really hope. I hope that you take the time to, to love yourself and to think about the things that make you happy and the people that make you happy as well as the people that don't make you happy, but acknowledge it. And you do you like, that's all I got for tonight until tomorrow. Night, night.